Love and Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam. Welcome to episode six of Love and Watches. This is Ranch Racer. And this is Perpetual Girl. And we are really excited, uh, not only that we've actually made it this far and are recording episode six, we're also talking about a topic that we started to talk about uh, in episode five, which was our trip out to Couture Time. So we told you guys this would be probably two, maybe even three episodes. We haven't yet decided if it's going to go to three. Uh, the topics today are, we're really, really excited to talk about. It was kind of the highlights for us for the trip. So we'll we'll get into that uh, in in a minute here. Why don't we kick it off with the wrist checks? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you, Do you go want first. Me to start. Well, this morning I was wearing my Snoopy Invicta, which is the NH35 Seiko movement, and this movement is so accurate that Ranch Racer calls it Crazy Snoopy, and it's actually within COSC requirements and. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. It's actually pretty close to like Rolex accuracy. Plus minus two. I think we, well, in our unofficial recording capacity before I had a time grapher, which is another subject, but before I had the time grapher and we were just, you know, noting over a 24 hour period, it was, I think it was gaining like one, less than one second. I mean, it was very accurate. Very accurate. Obviously, that's not testing in all six positions and everything that they do for, for Cosk or Rolex, but I mean, I think that shows that you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to have a really cool looking and really accurate mechanical watch. I mean, that, that Seiko movement's kind of the workhorse of the industry, especially in the micro brand world. Lots of guys are starting to use it. So, and today I, I actually put a different band on it. So you were able to pop oh, that's the, right. the bracelet off it for, yeah, you put for a, me. You're so good at that. You put a, uh, what's the material? It's like a linen linen. Yeah. It looks right. It looks pretty good. From Barton, quick yep. release. <clears throat> yep. They make really nice bands. They do. Yeah. And then yeah. I ended up putting a red rubber band on that. Oh, I haven't seen rubber that. Band. You texted it to me while I was on and the road. It looks with customers. really good yeah, it with does. the red bezel and yep. really super cute for summer. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think what did we spend like fifty or sixty bucks on that watch? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't super, maybe a little yeah, more, maybe like maybe eighty bucks. More. It wasn't super under expensive. Under a hundred. Yeah, you bought that before we went to our annual Disneyland trip early this year, and I, just, I bought that in the Donald Duck. Yeah, so we know so, we know that there's like Invicta Invicta haters out there. There's Invicta lovers. There's a lot of questions about Invicta. There's a lot of questions about the fact that they just purchased Glycine, which if you listen to our Buddies over on Two Broke Watch Snobs this week. They talk about glycine uh, quite a bit. Mike finally got his uh, his airman that he's been looking for, but there's a lot of question marks with Invicta, and you know they, they do produce some crazy kind of garish stuff, but they also produce some really cool looking yeah, divers. But a lot of people like the like different they, things. They do. You there's don't, something for everybody. There's definitely something for everyone, and I, I'm telling you, it's just hard to beat sub hundred dollar prices for a mechanical watch that's. Within a second a Which day. Which is made by Seiko. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're wonderful. And they've got the actual licensing with Snoopy, yeah. with Betty Boop, 
with all the different cartoon characters, Popeye, all the stuff that we've grown up with, which is I think is really fun. Yeah, they do have a lot of licensing agreements, so it's they're fun watches. And it's too. official and they're numbered series. So Tons of fun. Disney watches, lots of different ones. So and their quartz selection is even more diverse as far as all the Disney collectible stuff. Yeah, and more affordable. So it's like I said, it's it can be a very tough brand to beat if you're looking for just a nice, fun mechanical watch for you know hundred bucks. And the ladies' quartz selections on Invicta for the Disney and all the other cartoon characters are actually really, really. It, there's a lot of fancy, blingy stuff if you like that. Well, they own so they own Techno Marine too, I think, right? And you mm-hmm. have a Techno Marine. I love my Techno Marine, but that's for a different wrist check. But again, kind <laughs> of affordable, you know, affordable yeah. watches. So. Well, not to get into, I don't want to do a sidebar and get yeah, too far off. But nothing wrong with sidebars. But um, I do have a Techno Marine that I love. That is about, I think it was about three hundred fifty dollars. And it's got a mother of pearl dial. It's got some rose gold and very, it's very unique. So they have a really diverse. So in the afternoon, I moved back to the, um, which we're going to talk about in length later is the Philip Stein watches that we got in for review. We talked, did we talk about Philip Stein on episode five? I think we mentioned it. We did. We talked. That did. was the first brand we talked we about. So we yeah, did. we we did get these these pieces in for review. Well, we got some <clears> review <throat> pieces, and I have to say, first first glance, I'm really impressed. They're beautiful pieces. They're beautiful watches, and they have a a lot of weight to them. They're very heavy. So there's a technology in there that relates to the nat- natural frequency technology, and it's supposed to contribute to your wellness and bring in natural frequencies from the air has to do with um they talk about some you know some things on their website about how air conducts electricity differently than than you standing on the ground and some lightning um examples things like that and i a lot of people would be like okay that's kind of hoodoo hocus pocus whatever well, it's but like the copper bracelets right a lot of people walk around with the copper bracelets because they're supposed to right. do the and, same thing so. and there's actually an <clears throat> exhibition back on this watch and there's a a very tiny window and i can see a, a small disc of it looks like a copper color yeah but, it's not really an exhibition back it's like a watch, tiny little yeah this watch is heavy so there's yeah. a lot more going on in there than we know and they're quartz and, and they almost feel like the weight quartz, of a mechanical but, but it's and and i weighed i held the the sample piece that ranch racer got and they're about the same weight mm-hmm. they feel and we haven't weighed them i mean we just literally got them just a couple days ago couple days ago and i'm trying to give this as much risk time as possible because i want to be true to the trial and you wear it to. as much yep. and since i have some health issues myself i really wanted to you know be open-minded about this and give it a shot because if it makes me feel better, Hey, we all want to feel better. Of course. And there is a lot of, um, proven technology with copper. Are you, are you having a hard time with your dryness with the air? Yeah. I'm I'm struggling (laughs) today. It's, it's, (laughs) it's not, not a good day. It's summer. It's summer in gold country. So it's, uh, yeah, we're a little parched. Not, not doing great today with the allergies, but yeah, I, I mean, so far, 
I, I like what I see. It's a beautiful watch. And this is a two-tone, not to get too much into the review because we're going to do an extensive review after the 30-day trial period because they really recommend you wear it for at least 30 days to get the benefits. But um, I'm very carefully wearing it because I don't want to, I don't want to scratch it. But it's it's heavy, but it's 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 actually really lovely. It's got a mother of pearl dial, two tone, gold and stainless uh, band. I think it's a gold plate mm-hmm. or a. Is that it's like definitely a, plated. I don't yeah, know what like plating plated, process they use, but, but and it's actually got some diamonds in the <clears throat> indices, so it's and the indices are applied, so it's it's actually a really pretty watch. I'm really impressed. Yep. It looks really nice on. It looks nice with jewelry too. So that's my very extended, lengthy, blabbermouth wrist tech. All right. So uh, I guess that means it's my turn. So um, <laughs> now that you're done blabbing, right? Do we have a timer set? Uh, no, I'm I'm keeping an eye on the recorder, though. Okay. So I, I'm along those same lines. I'm also wearing the Philip Stein. So they sent us two. We asked for a his and hers because that's, as you guys know, that's kind of what we're all about. And, and so we're going to try to do as many reviews for you guys as we can that are focused on uh, watches that either you can both wear or his and hers watches different sizes that kind of thing so the other one that they sent us was the men's gmt or men's traveler gmt and by the way oh i, I forgot to I mention you mentioned they're both quartz right they're both quartz yeah uh, which is why i'm kind of surprised at the weight because we know a quartz movement is not a heavy watch yep um and both of these watches are in their traveler selection. Yeah, we, we purposely did them out of the same collection because we wanted similar Styles. watches that, uh, that you know, right. man and woman and can enjoy ha- together. They have a very diverse collection of styles. Very. They do. And so it, we kind of went through and made some suggestions to them. And these are the two that they sent us. So this one, I think, I think it's a 42 millimeter. I haven't actually. Mine's probably a 38 or I haven't actually put the uh, calipers on it, but. Uh, really nice, you know, three hand quartz. It's a Ronda movement, GMT movement, uh, nice white dial, internal, you know, 24 hour rehot. So, sorry, the rehot is if you look at a, a watch dial, at the very outer edge, usually you'll see like a minute track. Um, that's frequently referred to as the chapter ring. And then the rehot generally is the. The piece, sometimes it's a straight piece of vertical metal that you don't really notice, but it connects the dial up to the uppercase. And in this case, they've got a 45 degree angled rehot with a 24 hour uh, indications on it. So anyway, I've been wearing this. It's got a nice, it's all stainless. It's got a nice uh, polished and brushed stainless steel bracelet. And so far I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, for me, the first thing is when I look down at my wrist, if I like what I see, that's a big point in the wind column. And so far, after a day of wearing it, it's got a big point in the wind column because it's a good-looking watch. I mean, I look down, I'm like, that's a really sharp-looking watch. So uh, it's also got the date, which I tend to be a date guy. I like to have the date on the watch. So Mine doesn't have a date. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. It has a sub-second dial. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I can <clears throat> synchronize it. Yep. So yeah, we're going to spend some time with these and, you know, see where it goes, see what we think after a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. And then we'll uh, put a nice detailed review up on the website. We'll probably talk about it again on the podcast, but uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's my wrist check for the day. One other thing I should add is that they sent me a 
sleep bracelet, which is along the same technology, except this is for nighttime. So you have to make sure you don't confuse your daytime with your nighttime, of course, but the nighttime technology actually helps you sleep. And there, there will be more about that in the, on our website. I totally forgot they sent that. Yeah. And it's supposed to actually, it's been proven to increase your melatonin production. So this is, this is real stuff. And I know not everything works for everybody, but Hey, if it works for you, then it's great. Yeah. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of different types of technologies like this that are out on the market. Like we, we have someone that's a contractor doing some work on the house right now and he wears a copper bracelet because he just... He swears by it. He swears by it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I really don't know that much about the technology. I'm kind of reviewing this from the standpoint of a watch collector. But I also get migraine headaches. So I thought, hey, anything that might be able to increase that or increase my wellness, shoot, I'm all over it. Right. So, But as far as a watch piece, I'm really impressed because it's actually very pretty. My pieces. And I, I haven't worn ranch racers yet, and I'm not sure that you'll wear mine because it's very, I, it's very feminine. Yeah, that's they not. Sent me I a mean, very that's definitely more of a feminine piece. Size, but so far we're really excited about giving this a 30 day try. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Should be fun. Well, is that? I think that's it for the wrist check. So we should probably let's see, check in our time. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move into the main topic. So. Uh, like you guys know, we were out at Couture Time. It's awesome. Had a really good time out there. Uh, Vegas can be is pretty fun anyway. I mean, I think it's a fun town. There's so much to do there. But uh, obviously, our focus was on the show. And the two, for me, we're going to talk about pretty much the two biggest highlights of the show for us. Uh, we saw a lot of great brands. Not to take away from any of the brands. A lot of good stuff. But these two just really kind of stood out for us personally. Um, the first one was Grand Seiko. So this was, I mean, I, we like I said, we talk about everything on the podcast, right? We've said that many times. We don't focus in just on entry level. We don't focus in on we're like hot, 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 horology, hot, hot, I don't know how you pronounce that. We don't focus on the super high end stuff. We kind of try to just look at everything. We look at what we like, stuff we can afford, and uh, and we talk about it. So. Grand Seiko, we we both uh, have kind of have a little thing for the brand. We love what they're doing. I don't think, me personally, I don't think Grand Seiko gets enough respect in the watch collecting world. There are some collectors that really know their stuff and they understand what they're getting in a Grand Seiko, but I think they're still a little bit on the outside, especially when it comes to like the Swiss watch collecting world. So. We really wanted to meet with these guys, so I set up the interview. It's one of the first interviews that I, or one of the first meetings that I set up, and they, uh, the gal that we met there, I don't know, it was maybe like a week after I set up the meeting, and this was several weeks in advance of the show, she emailed me and said, hey, do you want to interview our watchmaker from uh, from Micro Artist Studio? And I knew exactly who she was talking about, and I responded, I said, do you mean... Do Not because I was on. Yeah, and she's like, "Yep, that's who's coming out." And, and I, I was, was like, "What?" Well, the first thing I thought was, "Okay, she clearly doesn't know we're like total small time. Why is she inviting us to do this? This is a huge deal." Of course, I didn't say that. I said, "Yes, ma'am, we'd love to interview Nakazawa-san." And uh, so we did a lot of reading. I already knew who he was. I don't think PG. I don't well, think you were familiar well, with who he was. We did. 
I, I a knew, little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. So we dug did a lot of reading on, on him. We did a lot of reading on spring drive technology. Yeah, and I had kind of taught taught you a little bit about spring drive years ago. And so we did a lot of reading. We read past interviews. We didn't. We wanted to be smart about it. This was our first interview we have done as Love and Watches. So we didn't want to come off like dips, right? <laughs> we wanted to kind of sound like we had done our homework we and knew who he was. We wanted to try to ask questions that maybe your typical watch blog wouldn't ask, right? So, I mean, we, we got to Grand Seiko and they were just so welcoming. I mean, they made us feel right at home. They didn't, there was nothing awkward. We had some, some appointments maybe that could be categorized as a little bit awkward or, I mean, I think in general, everyone was very welcoming, but this was like kind of a step above. And it was wonderful. And I, I've, I've had the chance to work in Japan before when in one of my former lives as a, a finance person. And I, I got to spend some time in Japan and the hospitality is truly amazing. And that's what they shared with us. Yeah. I mean, that, it really comes through right with the brand and their, the, the marketing people and everything. So, so, I mean, first of all, we got to see some amazing watches, some amazing pieces. Uh, we, we plastered them all over Instagram. Uh, we got to see a piece that had not even been announced yet. So it had not been announced to the public, three new spring drives that are only available in the U S or will be available. They're, they have not been released yet and they're still in making very limited tweaks. quantities, limited quantities. Um, there's uh, I think a stainless steel, was it platinum or white gold? I don't remember. I think it was platinum. platinum. So a stainless steel platinum and a yellow gold, the yellow gold and the platinum came on leather straps. Stainless steel came on a really nice stainless steel bracelet. And that for me, hands down was the winner. I mean, it had, it had this a incredible blue, ice, icy blue, ice dial. blue dial. It was like, it was like looking into ice. I mean, it had like the, the shine and the little, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just well, sparkled. We, it was amazing. We looked at a lot of the watches through a loop and they were stunning. It's so subtle when you see the photos of the, the the letters that they use on the dials, the the treatment. Sometimes the photos make it look a little bit exaggerated, but when you actually see it in real life, it's so subtle and beautiful that we were we just felt really honored to be able to see that. It was amazing. I'm like, okay, I might have to take out another credit card so I can afford to buy this thing. I mean, it was, what? It was. Um, it was <laughs> One of the best looking watches I've seen in we a long time. We may have time. to talk about that, uh, like at a, after yeah. the podcast. And and it was funny because we got to meet uh, Joe Kirk. So I I'd heard about Joe from uh, again from our our buddies over at Two Brook Watch Snobs. He's the he runs the I guess relatively new uh, Grand Seiko boutique in Miami. And he and I were talking. He's like, yeah, that that might even be one I'm gonna have to <laughs> dig into the couch cushions for. I mean, it just I was really impressed with it. Very cool. So. And obviously, we got to see all the other Grand Seiko pieces, but the, the highlight was definitely interviewing, going into the back yeah. room, and he was working on the sonnery. Oh my gosh, that was nuts! So they had the camera set up. He's actively assembling the spring drive sonnery, which is I, I, between minute repeater and sonnery. I still can't remember all the differences. I know they chime differently, but it's one of the, basically it's a chiming complication. It's the high end complication and wow they had a microscope set up with a one single piece of rice a grain of rice and the smallest pieces out of the sonnery and they were compared to that grain of rice and it was it was really an honor to see all that 
It was. It was. Very on, cool. We felt very honored to be there and and able to to actually talk to him and interview him. And very, very, just a sweet man. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. And and actually, I asked some questions. We're going to have some um, documentation on our website of all the questions we asked and the the answers that he gave because we we did that all through a translator for um, speed. Mm-hmm. He, you could tell he understood oh, quite he a bit of he it, did. but the translator helped for sure. But I had a feeling that he had a, a, a background in art or he was just very sensitive to art and his surroundings because looking at those dials and the, you know, the, the textures, the colors, just really great responses as far as like um, appreciating his surroundings in his hometown Mm-hmm. with um, the four seasons, a lot of different descriptions that he talked about with well and when it was funny because when you asked him that I question asked him about that I thought it might have been a little bit of unique, a unique yeah question. and at first he kind of said well I'm, I'm the watchmaker I don't really have a lot of input into the design and then he went on for like 10 minutes on he did I think on he was design pretty excited and about it. nature and what he really likes fun. to see and it was really it, like I said it was a highlight it's something that if you get that opportunity you just say yes and you just mm-hmm. figure out how to do it so and then i asked him really what are cool. his hobbies outside of watchmaking yeah. i think he was a little bit surprised because he loves don't spoil it oh no okay. we can't spoil it so, oh! all right so here's the thing so we did this interview we took our professional recording device we were all set up and we started this interview and then this group comes in behind us looking at some of the pieces in in the glass cases and they were really loud and frankly totally obnoxious. They they could obviously see we were doing an interview. So we missed a lot of it because they were just so loud and and crazy behind us. So rather than play the interview, we are going to post a couple videos that we took of him working mm-hmm. on the the sonnery. On the, the sonnery and then we're going to post the entire we got the whole uh, transcript of the video mm-hmm. on paper, so we're gonna. Or I'm, I'm sorry, of the interview, so we're gonna yeah, post Priscilla the whole thing on the website, and I will probably be posting that on wristwatchreview.com as well. So, just really, really amazing. And for those of you that don't that don't know the background, so uh, the Micro Artist Studio is something that Seiko Epson Corporation founded back in 2000 to help train up and coming they're up and coming watchmakers that were going to work on their high complications from Grand Seiko and Crador and, and those higher end brands. And Yosefusa Nakasawa-san was, had won a contest in the U S and I, unfortunately I didn't take this down in my notes. Uh, actually I might have it here cause I think that's really important that we, that we note this. So he, let's see from 91 to 97, he was working in manufacturing abroad, so he was not in the watch world, but then came on in 2005. But in 1981, there was, trying to find out what it was called, the World Skills Olympics, which were held here in Atlanta, in the U.S. Uh, it was called the World Skills Olympic <clears throat> Olympics. This was in 1981. And he was crowned the champion in the watch assembly and repair section. And that, for him, is still like a, a really huge honor and then that led on to him i guess doing some consulting abroad and then eventually ending up at seiko and who's been there ever since so very cool excellent <laughs> so sorry i'm handing over to pg while i have an allergy think... <laughs> attack so i or how are we doing on time rr we're we're good we still got time if you want to talk All more right. about seiko uh, um, we also went to their 
They had we a little brunch. The, they did. They the had a traditional day. Japanese brunch, and I might have gotten a little teary eyed when they play, when they had the traditional Japanese music playing a Vivaldi guitar, guitar concerto that I remember as a kid. Um, yeah, you actually it used were, to make me cry. I'm like, it used okay, to make she's me crying. cry. What is she crying? But about? I was crying tears of joy because <clears throat> I remember as a child hearing that piece just made me so happy. So it's just kind of a little weird thing about me that I like music. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, had some great food and got to spend some time again with... Again with Priscilla Priscilla and the the group. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So huge, huge thank you to Grand Seiko for just being so welcoming and opening and letting us kind of into that world. It was really fun. And we'll we'll bring a little bit of that to you guys through um, some videos and, and the transcripts. So... Oh, I think that's probably just looking at my notes. I think that's we covered pretty much what we wanted to cover. I think on yeah. Seiko, right? And how are we doing on our? We're good. We're fine on time. Don't worry Excellent. about it. Let's move on to the next one. So this next one, I had reached out to them pretty early on. Again, you know, weeks before the show, and uh, asked for a slot, a time slot. And it took them a while to get back to us. They were obviously very busy, but wow, it was it was amazing. And that was Reservoir Watches. So, for you guys out there that have seen Reservoir Watches, it's one of those watch brands that stakes a claim to being inspired by you know, automotive, airplanes, boats, submarines. But these guys really do it right. I mean, these dials and these movements that they've got are amazing. And we actually got to meet with the, the owner of the company. It's a smaller brand, so it was one of the kind of smaller booths, mm-hmm. right? You walk up to and didn't have all the fancy couches and stuff that you get in, in a Grand Seiko. But I spent time with him, was it Friday? Yeah, I wasn't feeling well. <clears throat> this is when you had gone back. Mm-hmm. So I met uh, Mr. Francois Moreau. And you came back and you're like, oh, honey, you've got to come back and meet Francois. This is just such an amazing brand and... Tell uh, and just tell an everybody, guy. but yes, I mean a he, visionary. A vision. He so he spent twenty five years in the banking industry, banking management, and <clears throat> he was a watch guy and a car guy and a plane guy. I'm just into kind of the, the same stuff I'm into. Kind of a petrol head, mechanical. A lot of people are. are yeah, like you, that. you find a lot of crossover. So he and I just kind of hit it off. I hadn't really told him yet what our focus was on the podcast or anything. And one of the first things he, after he kind of walked me through the movement and the history, which I'll get into, is he showed me their new collection, which is the Longbridge. He said, he's like, and he came right out and said, you know, there's, unfortunately, there's a huge gap missing in how the Swiss, not just the Swiss, but all of the larger brands, right? Japanese, Swiss, whatever, how they address the women watch collector and that market. He said, we had... I think he said nine or 10 different potential designs for a new collection this year. And he said, this is the one we're doing. We're doing the long bridge smaller. They even have some pieces from a color perspective. that I think appeal more to women and they're just cool. They have the same movement. So, but they're also really cool for men. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been a a man's, a men's brand, but the long bridge is not just focused on women. He's got pieces that are from a color perspective, women are going to naturally gravitate towards, but just for guys that want a smaller watch, I think it's a 38, mm-hmm. right? 38 millimeter. 
either 30 or 30, I think it's 38. So anyway, so he told me all about this and then got a little bit into why he started doing this. And what he felt was that there was, there's plenty or there's quite a bit of innovation up at the higher end, but down in like the 4k price range, very, there's not a lot of innovation, right? You're not seeing things like spring drive. You're not seeing anything that's, they're just kind of churning out the same thing over and over again. So he got, he was passionate about this. So he approached, I wrote it down as Talos and I believe that's correct. They're a movement, a movement manufacturer in Switzerland. He approached Talos and said, look, I need to figure out how to add these specific complications into a watch and hit this price point. So they started with a base at a right, which is everywhere. And these guys designed a jumping hour retrograde minute power reserve module that goes onto the 2824. And that's what's used in all his watches. And they're, I mean, <clears throat> for four grand, you're not going to find something that has that a jumping, a jumping hour and a retrograde minute. They're so cool. And I put a video up, a little video on Instagram. You guys can go back and look at the post, but I, I just really... He just said, he's like, I, we've got to do something, right? We need to come out with something that's new and innovative and I got to keep it at five grand or below. And that's exactly what he did. They're so unique. They, they almost look like you've picked up your, um, air, uh, tire pressure indicator and slimmed it down and made it yeah, beautiful, made yeah. it beautiful and put it <clears throat> on your wrist because it's got the dial that goes from about, I don't know, nine, 10 o'clock over to to 230 and with the minute repeater it's you know it's a really unique yeah well it's a u- unique complication and the reason i say that because a lot of these brands will say we're, we're inspired by motorsport well just because you have a chronograph doesn't mean you're inspired, inspired. by motorsport right well that he's taken that to the nth degree so if you look at some of his collections i don't have the website up right now but like the automotive collections the retrograde minute which goes from zero to 60 right and it's i think it starts at like seven o'clock 7.30 and goes around to like 4.30 or somewhere 5 o'clock. And it looks like a tachometer, right? Yeah, Put your RPM gauge on a car. It looks exactly like it's that. It's very much, it's replicated. Yeah, and some of them he's even it's got the, the, the red line indicator, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then the power reserve looks, is is a, a fuel gauge, right? So one of them looks like a fuel gauge out of an old Mustang. I mean, it's... Yeah, he had the actual um, components there. Oh, with for the, the long bridge, yeah, yeah, next to the actual watch, it was it was really cool to see that. So the original inspiration for the long bridge was the dash of the original Mini, the Mini Cooper. So he had that dash there, the speedometer. Man, it was they did such a good job replicating that. And the fact that you're not just getting something that looks like it, but you get something with a retrograde minute, or yeah, with the retrograde minute, you get something that actually acts like a speedometer or a tachymeter, tachometer. Um, it, I, just really impressed with him. And I spent like an hour with him, took you back on Saturday. We spent another hour there mm-hmm. talking to him. He was so excited to hear about the podcast and what we're doing. And then there was a little shindig that red bar watch red bar was there and watching mm-hmm. they put on a little shindig at the neon museum uh, after hours. And we spent another hour with him there just we chatting about the so industry and just such a, such a sweet man and just really cool guy. Great yeah. guy. Yep, and so this, hope we can see him again. I'm sure we will, and it was such a good experience. I really wish him all the best. It's a watch that we are actually 
might consider. I they're, would they're love really to neat. have one. That long bridge is cool. And then he's got some really neat ones that I like. There's one that's inspired by an aircraft cockpit. There's one that's inspired by a submarine and the depth gauge. So they've really, they put a lot of thought into it. And uh, we just had a, we had a great time with them. So. And the ladies watch, if I can add, the ladies watch isn't, it, he's kind of working with the colors. But there's no, it's not blinged out. It's not blinged. And it's actually more, um, it's a pretty large size. It's a, I think it's about a 38. I ha- I'd have to look, but offhand it's I more, it's I think the colors are going to be, you can interchange bands and they're not, it's not a feminine, feminine look. So mm-hmm. if you are a, a man with a smaller wrist circumference, I think it's going to be a fantastic watch for I, someone I, who wants a little bit of a smaller watch. Yeah. If you just like some in general, like I've mentioned in the past, or a normal size I've watch. gravitated towards smaller <laughs> watches lately too. And I love the look of the long bridge on my wrist. I thought it looked great. So that might even be a size I would purchase. And in it could this be one to share. Particular watch, and yeah. then we share it. So, yeah, just just a lot of fun. We had a lot of we had a good time with Francois, and and I'm really looking forward to working on getting uh, a couple of those one of one of the long bridge and maybe another collection in for review uh, in the next in the next few months. So, super super excited, and. Uh, I just really impressed with the brand. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we haven't spent any time with the watches, but from what I've seen, I have a feeling they're going to be excellent pieces to live with on a daily I basis. I really hope they're well received because he had an idea of what he wanted to do and he did it and he kept it within a budget. Yeah. And I, I think they will be well received. There's always going to be the naysayers and the haters. I mean, the internet's filled with haters. That's kind of what powers social mm. media these days, unfortunately, but there will be those, but I think the majority are, are going to dig them. I think they're very cool. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, unfortunately they're not, you know, sub $1,000, but for the complications you're getting to get another watch that's got a retrograde minute, a jumping hour, keep in mind this is all mechanical. There's no quartz magic in here. This is all mechanical and power reserve. You're up in, you know, five figure, high, you know, five figure territory, 20 grand, mm-hmm. maybe to start 18 to 20 grand. And it's a slightly different style of keeping time it's a more relaxed way of telling time because he said you can subtly and he actually when i tried on the watch he would he was setting the time for me to have it flip the hour and you can kind of barely feel the dial flip when it's the hour yeah you can it's like oh sorry my meeting's over gotta go you don't you're not having to look at your watch you're not having to stare at it or it's not buzzing and like a phone and mm-hmm. being rude because who wants to hear someone's phone go off? I, I don't. I personally don't. I stick my phone in my purse on mute. And this watch will just barely click and you just feel it on your wrist. It's like, oh, it's three o'clock. And you kind of hear, you hear it. There's like that. Little barely. Yeah. It's subtle. It, it's wonderful. And I just, I can't wait to purchase one. <laughs> I hope they're not they're not cheap, but they're not super expensive. It's and something to like I say, dig out of the the couch yeah, cushions. And you're you're getting the high complications, but in a sportier look, in a fun sporty look. It's not it's not rose gold, super dressy leather. I mean, it's but it's, it's not super masculine either. It's very unisex. I mean, oh, it's it's, very, it's, it's totally something unisex, that works for it's, everybody. It's sporty. It's fun and sporty, but still with some pretty high complications. So yeah, boy, I'm no, I'm and excited. I love I love them. I love them. Yep. I'm really excited to see. And their plan is he wants to release a new collection every year. So these guys, <clears throat> sorry, these they're not mm-hmm. going to just sit on their collections of what they have. They're going to continue to grow the brand. Although I know what they have works 
pretty well. <laughs> it's kind of like if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right? Sorry, having another attack. Aww. Yeah. I, I, I'm really looking forward to what they, what these guys come out with in the next few years. So should be fun. Uh, <clears throat> let's see how we do on our time. I think we're probably good. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing good on time. So we should probably go ahead and wrap up. Um, just a quick review. We talked about our wrist checks. We've got the Philip Steins that are in for review. We're both wearing a couple different versions and we're going to wear them for probably about, I don't know, somewhere between two and four weeks. <clears throat> and then, give you guys a detailed review on them. I think it's going to be interesting. These are not, this brand is not a brand that comes up frequently in the watch collector world. You don't see it. Uh, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure why. And and I think hopefully after wearing them for a while, we'll start to understand what the brand's about. But I think there's, from what I'm seeing so far, they've got some nice offerings and we'll see how they it do. goes. But. Very diverse. I mean, really some, some of their pieces are really unique. <clears throat> very unique and i think it's a kind of a niche market and i think as far as appealing to someone who wants to look at wellness i think there's a lot of people out there who are always looking you know to be open-minded yep and and look for something like that well and i thought the odd thing was <clears throat> they weren't in the in the couture time watch section they were in the jewelry show the couture yeah i wasn't sure show. i wasn't sure why they kind of put them out there because they're I, definitely I a watchmaker I don't know. and they have some automatic self-winding they've got some autos watches. some mechanical and those were so. really cool they have like four or five different um <clears throat> they have four or five different um yeah. models of their watches so and some brand new ones that they've done with a philanthropic um backing yep. as well so look for that in in the upcoming weeks uh also i am headed to a g-shock event in the bay area at topper jewelers next saturday that should be cool Little bummed. <clears throat> Originally, the G-Shock man was supposed to be there, right? Kakuo, Kakuo eBay was supposed to be there. That was the whole premise. Unfortunately, it sounds like he's got some health issues right now. He's not going to make it. Definitely bummed about that. But they, I talked to, uh, I think it was one of the regional sales guys for for the brand when we were at Couture and he said, you really should still go out. It's going to be neat. We're going to be introducing a couple new pieces. So that's exciting. So I'll get to be one of the first to see that. But yeah, it was, I was bummed to hear that, yeah. um, that they weren't going to be there. But the funny thing is I grew up in the Bay area. So Bay area folks by that, I mean, so we're up above Sacramento and in, in the, the foothills of California, Northern California, both PG and I grew up on the peninsula between San Jose and San Francisco, which is a madhouse now. But Topper Jewelers has been around forever, and I never went there. You lived uh, neither close. Neither did and I. Never went I there was either. right. You know, I was probably 10, 10, 15 minutes from there, and I, I'd never actually heard of it. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to meeting the guys. I, I've been emailing them, and should be fun. So well, maybe it won't be so crowded. <clears throat> I, I, I'm sure there'll be people that won't go because of that, but I'm definitely going to still go check it out. And anyone that's local to the area here, I would highly suggest you go. Anytime that Topper has an event, I've seen videos and pictures and read articles about their events. So this will be the first one I go to. I definitely recommend going and checking it out. So probably be talking that about that on mm-hmm. our next show. So I think we can wrap, right? I and so I can go, go cough my lungs out somewhere. Oh, poor so. thing. But anyway, guys, thanks again. Great show today, I think. Um, <clears throat> please check us out on Instagram at Love & Watches. Check out the Love & Watches website. Let us know what you think. 
We're always open to ideas. We're starting to get some of you guys reaching out on Instagram over DM and commenting on the posts. Definitely let us know what you think. And we're happy to talk about anything. And we want to welcome all watch collectors, all opinions, all points of view. So definitely reach out and let us know. We're excited to, to get to know you all as well. So I think with that, we're out. Yeah. And my motto is... Buy what you love and love what you buy, no matter what it costs. Absolutely. This is Ranch Racer. And Perpetual Girl. Thanks, guys. We will see you and talk to you on the next show. And gals. Later. Later.